Apparently, this is the show. This is the show. Apparently, we have started the show. We have. Do we have to do the show in the style of Chekhov? No, we don't. We don't have to do anything ever again in the style of Chekhov. I think we should do the show in the style of Chekhov. No, I don't think we need to. Really? No. 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 Alexi. <laughs> My mother if we were wore do- a hat. <laughs> if we were doing something in the style and of Chekhov... Then- then I would be in love with you. No. You, you would be in love with somebody else. That person would be in love with somebody else, and that person would Is be that in love what was with going me. on in your play? Yes. Ryan was in the cherry orchard. I was. The play. Uh, the, the, Ryan was hanging out in the woods, <laughs> picking cherries, uh, and the truth is, I saw it today. You did. I, I did. appreciate that you came. My wife and I came to see it, and... Uh, with Jim Bear. And we thought, we thought you were great. We thought you were very entertaining. Thank you. Uh, you played the guitar, and you sang. I and did. you wore a squeaky boot. I did. You were the only person in the play who wore shoes. Yes. Uh, which, I don't know if that was costume design or just sort of actor's preference. It's kind of a little boat. <laughs> I don't like walking... When I walk around with bare feet, my feet dry up. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you use a moisturizer? Well, I just wear socks. Or use a moisturizer. No, the moisturizer... First, I don't like the way you're saying that. <laughs> That's number one. Moisturizer. <laughs> oh, God. It makes me very uncomfortable for some reason. Really? It could yes. it be because today's a day ending in Y? You're uncomfortable <laughs> always. <laughs> I see what your point is. Do you? Yes. Excellent. So the Cherry Orchard is uh, it's playing through when? It, if people want to come see it. <laughs> it's, it's playing through today. <laughs> oh, it's playing through like eight hours well, when, ago. Right. Well, when you're listening to this, it's playing through yesterday. Okay. So it was playing through Sunday, November 23rd. But the tickets are free. So, uh, so yeah. So you could come see it for free uh, if only you could travel back in time. Right. That uh, might be more expensive. It probably would be. Right. Oh, I don't know. We have some crafty listeners out there. But you have to be naked when you go back through time. What? Don't you? It depends who you are. What do you mean it depends who you are? Well, if you're like Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, I say no. If oh. you're the girl who played Michael J. Fox's girlfriend, I say yes. <laughs> so selective nakedness. Exactly. Okay. That's the way all nakedness should ever be. It's selective. <laughs> selected by you. As the nakedness I must experience ought to be selected by me. <laughs> you must experience. Well, I mean, if, if you're forcing nakedness upon me, I would like to choose who gets to be naked. All right. Fair so, enough. So there we are. Well, I don't think you have to go back in time with these people. No, I'm planning to keep my clothes on. Thank you very much. I've already seen the seagull, and I don't need to go back and see it again. You're right. I know. So, so, so these other people... Alexi, <laughs> my mother. <laughs> who is Alexi? I don't know. It's a Russian name. It is, it is Russian. I don't know any... All the names in your play were very confusing to me. Yeah. Because there was like Magda and Masha and Yarna and Varna and Larna. And I know they're all. They're like, and then there were the long names. There was like Yaskolnikov and Barishnikov <laughs> and Raskolnikov, and yeah. I didn't understand the names a whole lot. No, it was very confusing. But uh, there was the one guy who had that fantastic beard. It, he did. That he was, was an amazing. It made me want to shave because my beard is useless <laughs> compared to his. It was beard. a really good beard. Everybody my, thought it was fake. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It, it was a great beard. It was a great beard. It was yeah. a topic of a lot of conversation. Yeah. The mustache, less exciting, because it, it did that little curling up uh, Yeah, he waxed it. it. <laughs> did he? He waxed the tips. He waxed the tips. Yeah. But it was a big, bushy beard. It sure was. Um, Good but, for him. Yeah, he played Laskanikov. <laughs> and, uh, Laskanikov Gregorgatov. Yes. 
They all did. Um, what is the show that we're doing? Are we? What? Oh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan has just unzipped something. <laughs> Uh, we have a special guest today. We have a special but, guest. It's and, not me. But we're getting and we're getting to him in five minutes. So I think we want to. We we actually have viewer mail. We have viewer mail for the first time since like the, it feels like months. Yeah, I think it's the Truman administration was the last time we had <laughs> hey viewer mail. Uh, we have some viewer mail. We have a few we're going to read here. Uh, we're going to start with one whoa, from whoa 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 no? whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Okay, go ahead. Now that was actually that was great because we haven't heard the viewer mail song in a long time. Right, there's and, been any uh, need to. No, because nobody writes to us. Right. But now you are a professional singer because right. you sang in uh, when you were doing the play today. And how much did I get paid for that? I think you got well, you got paid about as much to sing as you did to speak. I believe exactly. sort of an even Stephen yes. kind of deal. <laughs> it right? was an even Stephen kind of deal. So you got paid either even or Stephen. <laughs> right. I'm not sure which. Uh, so our viewer mail comes to us from... Uh, our first viewer mail. Our first viewer mail. And you're going to have to read it, because I'm too far away from the screen. All right, I'll read it. Uh, it comes from our friend Amanda. Amanda is, of course, ooh, the ooh, uh, ooh. unparalleled oh, oh, parallel verse engineer. Yes. And uh, what was the whoa, whoa, whoa? I didn't think you were going to do the uh, nickname. Amanda, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer. Uh, Amanda writes to us, Hi guys, I am writing to you so that Ryan can sing the mail song, Snaps and All. Mission accomplished. Absolutely. Thanks for the heads up on the Simpsons episode. Did you, really now, did you see that? I did not see it. Okay. Now I did here's not. The... But here's, we have to say this. There was an episode of the Simpsons that Will Shorts and Merle Regal right. appeared as characters in. Right. And apparently Merle Regal also designed a bunch of puzzles that were somehow in the episode. Okay, well, no. He's... I didn't see it, so I have absolutely no idea. I don't know how you didn't see this. Uh, I don't have a television. Okay. That's A. I've also, I don't understand what this is, The Simpsons. What is this? <laughs> what do you mean? That w- is this some popular <laughs> yeah, it's a popular. business? I've, I've never <laughs> heard of them. It's some popular business. What, what, okay, <laughs> The Simpsons. The, All right, the, sure. the Simpsons was on last Sunday. Yes. The puzzle in the Simpsons episode was the same puzzle that was in the New York Times last Sunday. Oh, okay. So you do you did the puzzle that day, and then all of a sudden the puzzle you just did showed up on the Simpsons. Oh, that's and, pretty clever. And it had uh, secret two secret messages from Homer to Lisa that were in the puzzle that were actually in the actual puzzle as well. Very cool. Now, what if you don't live in New York and you get your puzzles a week late? Uh, then you're screwed. You are. All right. Maybe when you're not in New York, you also get The Simpsons a week late. You might. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, a very good point. Well, apparently so, Amanda knows about the so episode. So it was very cool. So Amanda watched The Simpsons episode, I guess. She says, uh, I really enjoyed it. Loved the joke about Grandpa not being allowed to change his will or his shorts. I, yes. I, I suppose that would be funny if I understood what well, Amanda was Gra- talking about. They mention Will shorts, and then Grandpa Simpson says... Two things I am no longer allowed to change. My will and my shorts. Yes. Very cute. Uh, Amanda goes on to say, Ryan, I was wondering if you know where I could get me some Hubba Bubba gum. That was great stuff. And while you're at it, can you scare me up some Chocolite? I think it was made by Nestle, came in a brown package with yellow writing. It was like aerated chocolate, very tasty. Okay, well, And she signs the email, XOP2, XOP2. So that's XOP4. Well, I don't know. It's XOP2, XOP2. We know she's XOP2, but now she's XOP2 twice. Right, it's XOP4. Is it XOP4? Or Isn't is it, it? X2O2P4? Whoa. <laughs> it could be that as well, it but I think be. it's XOP4. All right. 
Uh, here's the deal. I don't know what this chocolate is, but I do know what choco dials are. Do you know? Yeah. What, do you know from taco choco dials? No. They're on the west. Choco taco. Yeah, choco taco is also very yes, delicious. Yes, I know that. No, it's not. Ch- what do you mean? What? <laughs> I mean, no, it's not. The no, choco taco is disgusting. No, the choco taco is delicious. Yeah, see, by delicious, what you mean is disgusting. No, I mean it's delicious. It's, it's a delicious. So this is backwards day. Is that what we're doing? No, it's not. So I'm Ryan. <laughs> no, it's delicious. Is okay. No. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, sure, it's no. delicious. You go to Taco Absolutely. Bell. You want a nice treat, and you get the choco taco. It's it's a it's a chocolate taco. Delicious. <laughs> okay. Like the Crunchwrap Supreme. Delicious. The Crunchwrap Supreme is delicious. That's what I said. It's delicious. All right. Are we? Can we stop with your opposite day? It, opposite <laughs> day only works if we're both doing it. Oh, well, that's, I thought you were. Doing no, it. I'm not doing it. I genuinely believe on any day of the week that the choco taco is delicious. The Kansas City Royals are amazing. All right. No, I'm not doing opposite day. Wait, but Wait so am I? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, the, okay. there's the rub. Stop rubbing. First the unzipping, <laughs> then the rubbing. A choco dial yes. is a Twinkie that is dipped in chocolate. Oh. What is what is with that? that? That was my very non-opposite day reaction <laughs> to that disgusting sounding thing. No, it sounds delicious to really? me. I've never had one. There, I don't know that I want to dip a Twinkie in chocolate. You you don't have to do it. No, I'm not, I don't plan to. I it's, don't think I want to receive a Twinkie someone else has dipped in pre-dipped. chocolate. No. No, I no, think no. we need speaking of dipping, I think we need to get XOP on the show to do the ice cream bar story. Oh, the ice cream story is that's a good story. We need to get him on the show. Yeah? It is a I can't believe it's the first time I've heard it. I can't either. Because the other day that I think that when you heard it, uh-huh. uh, my wife exclaimed, this is like the fourth time I've heard this in the last two weeks. So apparently the story has gotten some play lately, which I hadn't realized. <laughs> Did your wife have a cold? <laughs> no, I have a cold. <laughs> All right, we should move on. But All thank right. you, Amanda, the unparalleled, per- okay. uh, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer for writing to us. Our second email comes from a fellow by the name of John Delphin. John Delphin. John Delphin, of course, was featured in the movie Wordplay. He was. Uh, John Delphin, if you don't remember him by name, you might remember he was the one who was the piano player uh, in in the movie Wordplay. He uh, he's there playing uh, some auditions, I believe, in one scene. Very and much like what you do. Very much like what I do. In fact, he accompanies a, a young woman on the song, The Crossword Puzzle. Uh, song by Maltby and Shire. It mm-hmm. was in the review, starting here, starting now. Yes, and uh, it's about it, it's sort of the song is very clever. It, it draws parallels between doing a crossword puzzle and having a relationship. It's a very cute song, uh, and I actually know that girl who sang the song too. She's a casting director now, and wow, I work for her sometimes, doing Crazy. exactly what John Delphin did in the movie. I can't believe piano. you've never actually met John Delphin outside of a crossword. Or, or yeah, I've never met him anywhere, actually, but we got email from him, and John Delphin says, uh, just started catching up on the podcast archive a few days ago. I notice you haven't added a new one in almost two weeks. It's almost as if you're waiting for me. Much obliged. Uh, JD. Should we tell him that that that's, is the reason that we were waiting for him? Uh, actually, I wrote him back and oh, told you did. him that very thing. I, I wrote him back and said, John, we are waiting for you. Would you hurry up and listen to everything? Goodness gracious. And we're recording a new episode this weekend. Should be up Monday. This is all happening right now. This is. So this is sort of like, I don't know, this feels like like metaphysical email response or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. But uh, thank you, John Delphin. And happy listening. And maybe we can get you on the show. 
Yes, and in fact, we talked about him in a previous episode. He writes to us again saying, had I known that I would be invoked in number 17, I'd have waited on writing in order to say something pithy. Good thing I didn't. Good thing he didn't say something pithy, or good thing he didn't wait? I'm not sure which. He didn't wait because he wrote to us, so I guess it's a good thing he didn't say something pithy. (laughs) (laughs) I do not have a lisp. (laughs) Uh, We probably mentioned him in the... Because we were probably talking about uh, piano playing crossword puzzle people. Uh, that's probably true. We, you, you have frequently drawn upon the music and crosswords. Have I uh, drawn upon it too much? It's possible. Okay. Stop drawing. <laughs> I will stop drawing upon it. Yes. Uh, and we're going to just pause here for a moment while I check our levels. Levels look good. Okay, good. Going on. Uh, <laughs> our final email uh, came from somebody named Linda. Linda has written to us to ask, uh, she says, I was desperately trying to complete the New York Times crossword from uh, November 21st, 2008 in my local newspaper. How is it that you had the same puzzle on October 17th? I am now more flummoxed than ever, and I agree that the upper right quadrant of this puzzle was ridiculously obtuse. Uh, yes, it certainly was obtuse. I remember it vividly. <laughs> I remember its obtuseness. Yes, I remember nothing. I don't even remember what I had for dinner tonight. No, much less... Um, but what we went on to explain to Linda, I'm gonna, we're going to explain again now. And, and as some, some of you know, some of you don't. Yeah, the, the New York Times publishes crosswords immediately here in the New York City area, but outside of the New York City area, the daily puzzles uh, appear six weeks after they have appeared in New York. Yes. The Sunday puzzles appear one week after they have appeared in New York. Yes. And I don't know why they do this. Uh, do you know? I have no idea. I why. have no idea. I we, think... we should try to find out why. I bet. What if we wrote to Will? Uh, maybe, I'm sure Will could explain it. I'll bet Will knows why. Maybe I'll write to Will. Why don't you do that? I'll bet Jim Horn also knows why. Well... I'll bet there's lots of people who know why. We might be the only people who don't know why. We might So be. it's really fortunate that Linda came to us for this answer, <laughs> since we're the only ones who don't know why this is the case. I, I do enjoy that on the blog, we do, we, we get the occasional comment on a puzzle from six weeks ago. Yeah. And it's usually just... Oh, 22A was blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's just, we get it in our email, I think, what are they even talking about? <laughs> I don't know what this means. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy that. Do you? You yeah. should try applying those comments to the daily, to our daily puzzle. <laughs> just sort of move them over and see whether they they apply at they all. They probably would. Yeah, maybe. At least I'm, the way I do them. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't written a post on the blog in like a month. You really should get on that because I'm running out of things It's starting to, say. to become Ryan does crosswords. Yeah, That's nobody likes that. People want more of a collaboration. Yeah? Yes. Well, I haven't done the puzzles in a while. I, I did the entire week's worth of puzzles today. Yes. This whole past week's worth of puzzles today. We have both been busy. We've been very busy. You've been doing a play. I have. And I've been playing World of Warcraft, and they're just, you know, it's difficult <laughs> yes. to get to the puzzles. Huh. Should we Should we call our... We, we will call our special guest in a moment, but... but I, I did. I want to ask you about some of these puzzles that All right. you wouldn't otherwise talk to me about. Okay. Um, Go for it. This is from this past week. <clears throat> I want to know about... This is from Wednesday, November 19th, by Peter A. Collins. 41 down, classic batting game. Yes. One a cat. One a cam. One a cat. One a, one a you, cat. Why do you have an M instead of Because 69 across Egyptian sun god. Atom. I thought... Well, who's Amen? Not, not Amen like the end of a prayer, but like... Amen, Amen Ra. Like Amen Ra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah, that? That's a different god. That's the Egyptian sun god. No, no, no. What? He's the uh, Egyptian god of wine and rice. Oh. All right. 
<laughs> so when a cat, I don't know what it is. Now, actually, as I'm reading it now, classic batting game. I realize all this time I thought it said classic battling game. <laughs> and not that it makes any difference because no. neither of them makes sense to right. me. And one a cat. One a cat. Apparently, is that one a cat. Yeah, like one a hyphenated? hyphen a, a hyphen cat. cat. No hyphen. One a cat. One a cat. I don't even understand that. I don't understand it either. But apparently it was It's very, a classic batting game. It was big in the day. Batting like baseball? I think so. Really? Yes. I don't get it at all. I don't get I didn't get it either. And it, it was way too hard and obscure for a Wednesday. What a cat. Alright. Um, then I, I I had a lot of trouble here in the north uh, west of Thursday, November twentieth, by Pete Muller, because I didn't know Tobias Wolf. I didn't oh, know Wolf. I did know Wolf. I did so spell we it had, wrong though. Uh, extra in I was a male war bride. W A C whack whack. That's what, a, that woman, a woman, uh, a female uh, officer or female army person. So you don't know what it is in either. The nineteen forties. So I didn't know whack. I didn't know Oka, and I didn't know Fata. So we had a whole bunch of things I didn't know all what in is one Oka? place. Uh, Volga feeder. Oh yeah, Oka. Oh, yeah, Oka. <laughs> that I didn't know. Sure. I, that I got from Crosses. Friday, you liked Friday. You said, do Friday, you'll like Friday. I, I thought Friday was pretty easy. I mean, relatively easy. I needed my wife Friday. to help me with one of the answers Which here on Friday. What? Garden pests in Harry Potter books. Uh, gnomes. Yes, I, I see now that it's gnomes. Why are you raising your hand like that? I'm just raising my hand because I was thinking. Gnomes. I don't understand that either. Um, and then Saturday, here, you'll have to help me. Alicante article? Unes. Why? Because it's... Old TV Ministry. PTL. Why? Why what? So, foreign thing and an abbreviation, both are imaginary. That was difficult. Two down, Italian port with ruins of an imposing Aragonese castle. That would be Otranto. Right, again, absolutely made up. And longtime Arizona congressman who ran for president in 1976, John McCain. Moodell. See, again, and, and I would thought... Maybe it was Mondale, but that doesn't fit. So we had proper names that don't make sense combined with foreign things that don't make sense. I do? 41 across, first suit is CEO. Oh, all right. Well, that doesn't make any sense to me any more than CIO. Chief Executive Officer. Why is he the first suit? Because he's the top person who wears a suit and a company. All right. Well. No? Sure. No? Well, that was that week. And then today's puzzle. Today's puzzle, I, did. I still haven't finished it. Well, I finished it, but I don't understand it. I mean, I finished it. It, it apparently it's about Henry Matisse. I didn't, Henri I, Matisse. I didn't know who was a who was a falvist. I don't know what a falvist is. Neither but, do I. Uh, Henri Matisse apparently painted some picture that was hung upside down at an exhibition, and right. nobody knew about it for like two months. Right. And then in the grid, there are all these circled letters that spell out sailboat uh, sailboat reflection. Dude. I, was the picture that of a sailboat? Is I don't that, know. I mean, it really seems so random. Well, it. I think... And it seems incredibly specific, as if it matters now. Right. And I don't see how it possibly matters Well, I, now. I think this is an instance of, if we were really familiar with Henry Matisse... We were, if you and I were big Henry <clears throat> Matisse fans and yeah. we knew everything about it, we'd look at this and go, Oh my God, this is all about Henry Matisse! Oh my God, we're upside down! And blah, blah, blah! And you think, oh, I love this puzzle because it speaks to me because I love Henry Matisse. But it, I don't know anything about Henry Matisse. But no, we don't know anything <coughs> about Henry Matisse. So we didn't know any of the clues. Nothing really was familiar to us. So we were so-so on the puzzle. Yeah. 
So so on the puzzle. I, I didn't know. It's not really a reflection on the puzzle. It just was a specific thing that we have no knowledge of. I don't know a lot about art in general. My, my father knows a ton about art. I don't know very much we about art. We should get him on the show. We should get him. Don't do that. My microphone's on that table. So don't do that tapping that you just did. <laughs> no tapping? That. Well, how come that. you can do it? No, I didn't do that. That was you. Stop <laughs> doing that. Sorry. Ryan. I'm stop. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh... So I actually, I mean, I saw where his name goes, where Henry Matisse's name goes in the thing. I knew it was a French artist because I'd gotten like, some I got the French artist. Yeah. So I put in George Surratt. George Surratt. Oh, okay. That fit. He's French. Yeah. It wasn't right. No, but it fit. The E works. Probably. It did. Okay. It's Which in the e? same place, the first E. There's three E's. The first E. The first E? The first E. Ooh, I'm first E. Should we call our special Wait, guest? Wait, we have one more viewer mail, then we gotta close up the bag. The bag's no, open. We're we're done with viewer Andrea. mail. Andrea! Oh yeah, we have another viewer mail from Andrea. And the bag's open. Oh, wait a minute. How do I how oh damn it, how am I gonna do this? Uh tell a story. Uh we're uh Brian right now is opening up uh, another tab in his once upon a time, sorry. Once upon a time, Brian started opening up a tab in his browser. Right, fine, that's enough. Uh, we, we got a viewer mail from Andrea Carla Michaels. Andrea Carla Michaels. Of Acme Naming Incorporated. <laughs> right. Andrea Carla Michaels. Uh, hey, guys, just checking in. This is the kind of nice email I'm coming home to these days. I think she means an email she received, not the one she's sending to right. us. Uh, from Total Strangers. Uh, and Brian, you are in the workshop with Jack Lechner. Le- I, and I, I'm so embarrassed to say, is it Lechner? Is it Lechner? Jack, I know you, and I don't. I'm blanking on whether I know how to pronounce your last name. I don't know name. who this person is. Fool. Jack is a songwriter, a lyricist, and uh, maybe sometimes a composer. He's in the BMI Musical workshop. Theater Workshop. Uh-huh. And uh, although Jack and I have not written anything together, I know he's written with other people that I know. And apparently, he knows Andrea. He says, Jack and I, uh, Andrea says, Jack and I met at a bookstore 20 years ago when we were looking at Beatles things, uh, and then started to chat, and then discovered we were on back-to-back pages of Games Magazine. Now, incidentally, I got a Facebook message from Jack, Mm -hmm. like, after our Andrea interview, Mm -hmm. telling me about the same thing, that he knew Andrea and that they had both been published in Games Magazine. Does he listen to the show? He he caught our show somehow. Wow. I don't know why or how. Maybe he saw, I promoted on Facebook, and maybe he saw that and listened to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure, but... uh, but Jack, if you're out there listening, hello, and write to me and, and tell me what, what I do with the C-H in your last name. <laughs> Lechner? 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 And, uh, and good uh, uh, not mentioning that one thing that you wrote in her email. Yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, stuff happens. Um, Andrea asks, how did the cherry orchard go? Ryan? I, th- I think it went fine. <laughs> Ryan thinks it went fine. We almost didn't go see the cherry orchard today. I, we, we, you didn't because I asked you not to come. I know, and we begged. I, you begged and I had a change of heart and you, <clears throat> you were very nice to uh, support me. Well, I am nice. That's you true. are. Uh, why don't that. you close up the mailbag and then we'll call our special guest. Viewer mail, closing it up. Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. Professional that was, singer. That, clearly. That... Not far enough to middle C. <laughs> yeah, I can't reach you can't it. reach middle C? I cannot reach middle C. Would you like me to play the middle C chord for you? Would you please? Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we're going to call our special guest, right? Yes. Uh, how do we reach him? 
We have a number. Do we? We do. All right, let's see what happens here. All right. It's ringing. Hello? Uh, hi there, this is uh, Brian Simmet. This is Ryan Hecht. Hi, Brian and Ryan. How are you? Good, this is Vic Fleming. Hi, it, Vic Fleming. It's Vic Fleming. It is, it's the amazing Vic Fleming. Welcome to the show. Vic Fleming, uh, judge extraordinaire. You, you are a judge, correct? I am a judge. That's correct. I have been for twelve years. For twelve, oh, that's uh, that's incredible. I have no idea what it would even take to become a judge. Like from my perspective, being a pathetic piano player, like I, I have no idea what path I would even try. No, I. I uh, I'd love to be able to play the piano, but well, see, but there I can. Sorry about that. Maybe in some world you could switch roles for a week. It would be like Freaky Friday. It would be. Yeah, we'd have to do it on a different day because that one was taken. The whole mother daughter thing. Right. Um, yeah, you, you know, I should know this uh, question that I'm getting ready to ask you. I should know the answer, but uh, in, from what part of the country are you guys actually uh, broadcasting? Uh, we're in New York City. We are. Well, I thought that was the case, but uh, I wasn't sure. I know you're in different locales. And and where are you uh, broadcasting from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm broadcasting from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, Little Rock. Excellent. Little now, Rock, now isn't it true that you should never ask a question that you don't know the answer to? You know, in this day and age, with the internet and uh, cyberspace and so forth, it's uh, it's less and less. Uh, and it won't, I won't say it's less important, but it has a different level of importance than it did once upon a time. Questions like that, because we're all so immediately in touch with one another whenever we want to be, anyway. Interesting. Do you do you know the answers to all the questions you ask? I mean, except for where do Ryan and I live? <laughs> Uh, I enjoy having my answers questioned. How about that? Ooh. <laughs> See how he turned the table he on did. that? He, he really did. just turned that over. This is what a judge slash crossword constructor will do to us. Wow. We have wow. to be on our toes. Now, I, I have to start off by asking, how often do you get confused with the other Victor Fleming? Oh, well, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a great little story to tell. Uh, when I, I can remember back in the 50s when I was uh, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, uh, the um, the Wizard of Oz came on television once a year, and that was it. Right, I remember that. <laughs> I can remember the first t- the first year that my memory kicked in, and I was watching it. I was sitting there, and it was going off, and I said, my mother was sitting there knitting or maybe working a crossword puzzle, and I said, Mother, my name is on TV, and by the time she looked up, it was gone. Uh-huh. She didn't believe me, and I had to wait a year <laughs> her that my name had, in fact, been on the TV screen. So, uh, uh, you know, the, sharing the name with uh, the movie director has been something that's been kind of a fun thing uh, for me. Uh, and occasionally people have sent me memorabilia about uh, Victor Fleming. I was the, It was only in the last few years that I learned that he was actually called Vic as well. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, in fact, somebody in the crossword uh, uh, in the crossword arena, so to speak, uh, thinking of his name, he lives there in New York City. Uh, really nice guy. He, uh, he sent me a clipping from the newspaper that showed a, a picture of... Uh, of uh, Vic Fleming talking to uh, maybe Cecil B. DeMille or somebody, whoever was the producer of Gone with the Wind. Uh-huh. Maybe that maybe that wasn't Cecil B. DeMille, but uh, 
Anyhow, you know, Victor Fleming wound up being the fourth director on uh, Gone with the Wind. Right, that right, I remember. It, but uh, he was really the fourth one, so he predicted that the movie would not make any money. So. <laughs> well, really? Well, he was very wrong. Well, it was near the end of his career. He didn't know what he was talking about. Well, apparently so. Uh, now, when when was it a big production when, when that that next time that Wizard of Oz was on? Did, did you make sure your mother was sitting there in front of the television at the precise time and <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember the subsequent year near as well as I remember the first year <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, I think that I raised enough cane about it at first that, but I, I I do remember thinking that I was going to have to wait a year in order to prove it to her whether that actually happened or not I don't remember now, now through the magic of the internet I've discovered one other person out there who has the same name that I have uh, I think I'm actually a little related to him somehow. He's like some some branch of a cousin or something or other. But apparently he's a, a collegiate baseball player. Wow! And uh, and he likes rap music. So this is well. It. Yeah. Uh, give, give him a call. Yeah. Well, well, we're Facebook friends. He and I. Oh wow! Yes, I'm Facebook friends with my namesake there, the other Brian Simmet from I somewhere should, in New Jersey. I should find somebody who's got my name. Yeah. Are there other Ryan Hecht out there? I don't know. I feel they're left out now. Yeah. Yeah. You might be the only one of your kind. Yeah, that's your assignment for this week, Ryan. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. You've been told. You've All right. Been told by Vic I've Fleming, been, the judge. I have been told. Uh, and uh, yeah, he'll set you straight. Now, now you'll have to. Ex- Excuse my uh, uh, ignorance on this subject because the, I mean everything I know about judges is pretty much from my cousin Vinny. Uh, <laughs> no, do you, the movie, right? Not your no, not cousin. I don't actually have okay. a cousin Vinny. But but what what type of judge are you? Is, is that a good question? Is that a ju- sure? It's an e- it's an easy answer. Uh, the practical answer to that is I'm the traffic judge for the city of Little Rock. If it happens on the streets and you get a ticket or charged with a, an offense based on something that happens while you're driving a motor vehicle, it's going to wind up in front of me first. Oh, okay. That's, that's everything from parking in a fire lane to vehicular homicide. Wow. A lot of, heavy, a lot of, a lot of driving while intoxicated cases. Oh, okay. And um, a lot of speeding and a lot of traffic accident cases. Uh, but th- th- theoretically, the answer, is, or in technically the answer is I have jurisdiction over misdemeanors, um, you know, to to try cases, uh, I don't preside over jury trials. They're all they're all bench trials in district court in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have civil jurisdiction up to uh, five thousand dollars. But uh, we have three d- judges in the district court of Little Rock, and we have the, uh, the three divisions divided by subject matter. So that one judge has all of the traffic. That's me. One judge has all of the criminal that's not traffic, and then one judge has everything else, including the civil matters. Okay. And this is probably a question you get a lot, but is there, there are, uh, any tips you have for beating a traffic ticket? Is what now? Is there, are there any tips you have for beating a traffic ticket? Uh, no. <laughs> Face up and pay. No. Darn it. No, uh, Stop I mean, speeding, know, the, fool. The, once again, the, um, the, the, the proper answer to that is every case rises or falls on its own merits. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm constantly telling people that I can't give broad, generalized answers. Um, if a person, um, you, you know, you, in, in our system of justice, you have an absolute right to plead not guilty. Uh-huh. You do not have an absolute right to plead guilty. Um, oh, interesting. So if you plead not guilty and come to court and plead not guilty, we, we give you a date and a time to come back and have a trial. Uh-huh. 
Now, a lot of people who plead guilty, thinking that they have a right to plead guilty, then in a statement after pleading guilty will indicate that they really don't think they're guilty after all. Like I can't tell you how many times people will say to me, I'll say, how do you plead? They'll say, guilty. And I'll say, well, do you have any statements you'd like to make before sentence? Well, yes, I just, I just want you to know I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> you can't say guilty and then tell me that you're innocent because ethically a judge can't accept a guilty plea from someone who's proclaiming his innocence. Well, why would somebody say that they're guilty if they're innocent? Because they're just no, trying the, to beat the... The, the, the most frequently it. stated reason is that they don't want to take the time to come back for a trial, the time and expense and so forth to come back for a trial. Ah, okay. But in our criminal justice system, you're not permitted to plead guilty just as a matter of convenience. So, we're going to talk about crossword puzzles? Oh, yeah, about? I guess... I oh, guess oh the, this is the crossword... Ch- I thought <laughs> we were doing our weekly law review. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to Sorry about that, Vince. Uh, start taking notes here and send you guys a final exam we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Well, Vic, how did you start getting interested in, in crossword puzzles? Now, we've had the answer... I did Games Magazine with my parents a number of times, so... If that's the answer, maybe you could come up with something different. Yeah, we don't want to know about your times doing Games Magazine with your dad or anything. (laughs) What got you into doing crossword puzzles? How did you start? Well, um, I started solving them when I was in probably junior high school, and it was was based upon the fact that my mother did so. Uh, And then I continued solving them on through uh, college. And by the time I got in law school around 1975 or 76, I toyed around with Would you by any chance be related to 
aid by families in either Greenville, Mississippi, or Lake Village, Arkansas. And then I thought, no, this guy's probably a lawyer in New York or Chicago or Los Angeles. I'm not going to play any tiddling little southern who-do-you-know games. And so I deleted that paragraph uh-huh. and just sent it off to Peter Abide as it was. Uh-huh. And then I said in there, in answer to his question, I said, well, I'm a district court judge in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. But he writes back and says, oh, by the way, I was born in Lake Village, Arkansas, <laughs> graduated from high school in Greenville, Mississippi, and currently practice law on the Gulf Coast in Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh, it turns out that his mother was one of my sister's best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that I grew up playing golf with a couple of his cousins and our, um, his, you know, his upper, upper upstream cousins. So um, Peter kind of coached me into... Uh, getting rid of some of my, uh, some of the things I was doing that was keeping my puzzles from getting accepted, and um, that's when I began to realize how complex uh, uh, constructing puzzles is. And uh-huh. I, I devoted a couple of hours a day for the entire calendar year 2004, late at night, like between 10 and 10 and 1 every night. I was essentially studying, I treated it almost like a graduate course, and I, I studied how to make puzzles, and mm-hmm. I would, every two or three days, I would turn one out and submit it somewhere, and after about three months, my puzzles started being accepted, and, uh, you know, the rest is sort of history, as they say, although I continue to learn new stuff even now. Now, what, uh, after those first 13 rejections and then the letter from Will Shorts or the note from Will Shorts, what, can you tell us what you were doing wrong? Everything. (laughs) Well, you said that, uh, you said that Peter sort of fixed you on a couple of points there. Like, what, what were those things that... You know, it's, it's really hard, it's really hard to, uh, to say without just getting into some, some really specific stuff, but... When you're when you're developing themes, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't spending enough time on theme development. Okay. I would come up with an idea. Oh, I'll get uh, four or five words that have the same sound, and they all are in uh, geophysics, or they all are products that uh, they're <laughs> product names uh, of things that people don't care anything about. And I would put together a theme that that had no pizzazz to it. And if you have a theme that has no pizzazz, it's not going to get in the New York Times. Gotcha. So he, uh, he coached me into how to, uh, to do the theme development. And from his coaching, I was able to, uh, to develop a system uh, that involved basically going into the archives and uh, reviewing old puzzles, mm-hmm. looking at the themes, and figuring out how to describe the themes. In fact, even now when I coach uh, uh, new people, uh, who um, who want to make puzzles? I tell them the best thing you can do to learn how to make themes is to look at uh, at the um, archives of New York Times puzzles. Right. Look at the themes and get to where you can do two things. Number one, describe the theme in as much detail as possible, but in terms that a twelve-year-old can understand. Okay. And be able to describe the same theme in very uh, encapsulated language that only another crossword puzzle. Uh, constructor can understand because if you don't do that you know you, you overlook such things as parallelism and consistency and the way in which uh, uh, some themes uh, rely on uh, total parallelism mm-hmm. um, and some don't uh, so there are little things like that 
Interesting. Now, are you? This is a, a little stray from this, but are, are you a solver as well? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know you were. You started off that way. I didn't know if you still were a, a dedicated uh, New York Times or anywhere else solver. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, Sunday is a great solving day for me today. It was a cold day outside in Arkansas today, and so after going to church this morning, I took a long walk with my dog this afternoon and then turned uh, football on TV, and as three, three games went one after the other, I would alternate between reading a book that I'm reading and, uh, and solving uh, weekend crossword puzzles. I probably solved uh, five or six crossword puzzles this afternoon, and Read, uh, 150 pages in a book that I've been reading. Now I see uh, this. You be the judge puzzle has got uh, you were. It's a collaboration with Bruce Vensky. Right. And uh, now we talked with uh, Andrea a, a little bit about this. And and when do you decide, or how do you decide, if you're going to collaborate with somebody on a certain puzzle, or if you're just going to do it yourself, and how does that work? Well, oh, it can. It can work a number of different ways. I mean, it, there's there's not a you know there's not a how-to that's been published on that. Um, I've collaborated with probably twenty or so other people uh, on at least a one-time basis. Sometimes it works that uh, the person I might be mentoring someone and helping them get a puzzle done, and ultimately we get a puzzle done that's it's publishable and we know we've both done a lot of work on it so that you wind up with a joint byline there right um back uh several years ago um a woman named bonnie gentry who has published a lot of puzzles bonnie gentry sent me an email and said uh, that she had lost somebody's email address of, of an editor the email address of an editor and uh, did I have it? And I think it was the Wall Street Journal because I had just had a puzzle in the Wall Street Journal and she had had one in shortly before. Uh-huh. And just in a little, you know, a little three or four emails that we exchanged, she let me know that she had 15 or 20 puzzles that she had completed but hadn't written clues for because she didn't like to write clues. Uh-huh. And I let her know that clue writing was my favorite part of the puzzle. Okay. Game. So she said, well, why don't we collaborate? So she sent me 20 puzzles and... I wrote the clues, and then thereafter, I, when I would come up with themes, I would send her the themes, and we wound up publishing probably 70 or 80 puzzles together. Wow. We published 30 puzzles um, collaboratively before we met in person at the uh, American Crossword Puzzle wow, that's in pretty 2006. Cool. That sounds like a match made in heaven. Well, and, she, and we've continued to collaborate, although not as, as much, except that now she and I are going to be the co-editors of uh, the Random House um, Casual Crossword Collection for really? 2009 and 2010. That is a book of 50 easy short, easy crossword puzzles that has been edited for the last seven years by Mel Rosen. Mm-hmm. Mel announced his retirement um, about nine or ten months ago, mm-hmm. and it was widely thought that that uh, puzzle book would probably fall by the wayside, but... Bonnie and I contacted uh, Mel's contact. Well, we contacted Mel first, and then contacted his contact at uh, Random House, and suggested that they not do away with that puzzle book, that they give us a chance to be co-editors and keep it going. Mm-hmm. And they may have talked to some other people as well, but ultimately they offered us a contract for two years on a trial basis, and we took it. So um, she and I talk once a week and email through the week. Uh, now, 
getting puzzles from other constructors and editing them. And uh, sometime later this year, when we've got all 50 puzzles ready to go, we'll have to learn how to lay them out and and meet a deadline come next next spring. Wow, that's, well, that's, that's exciting. very exciting. Congratulations on the, oh, well, on the new position. That's fantastic. All right, now I have one more thing to to ask you, and then we we are going to have to wrap this up. Um, I, I enjoyed the uh, the the cruciverb thread about the pet peeves that I believe you started. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> you seem very unexcited by the fact that you started a thread that went for, I, I don't know if it's still going. I don't know, but it was several days in, in the running. But one, it, it, it did go on for a while. My big one that, that I'm, I'm going to add to it, I'm going to add to your misery apparently, uh, the one big one that I didn't see anybody pick up on, was, and, and I might have just missed it, was when people say, I could care less about something. If they don't like something, they say, I, I could care less about that. It was in there. Oh, it was in there. Well, that, oh, yeah. that is my least there. favorite pet peeve. Or is my, it your least favorite or your most favorite pet peeve? I think it's my most... It peeves peer, you the most. It, it is the most peevish. Yes, it is the, the pet peevish. The pet, pet peeviest. And, the peeviest. And, what, and, what, and what do you think the proper way to say that It's, is? I couldn't care less. Well, I see, I think you're right. But uh, I had a high school football coach who always said, I could care less, and I corrected him one time, and it cost me ten laps around the track. <laughs> well, the, he then proved that he was right, I think. <laughs> I guess you have to know when to hold them and when to fold them. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Vic. We really well, appreciate I it. I, I, um, uh, I, I appreciate it, and I hope you guys have seen the movie Wordplay. Of course. Oh, yes, I own a copy. It's a delightful movie. I've done the book, too. All the puzzles in the book, <laughs> Wordplay. You know, there's a That's book. Great. I know. Companion book. That's great. Well, um, good deal, then. Um, the, you, you listened to all the music from Wordplay. We never could get them to do a soundtrack. Oh, and you wrote a song for yeah, that. Yeah, you did a song in there uh, with somebody. Who did, You teamed up with somebody and did a song together. You wrote something and performed it. Well, you know, I wrote a song and we performed it uh, with uh, Stella Daly and that's, Ben Tausick. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, we performed it. We, they taped us rehearsing it. And then the uh, brother of the producer of the movie, Christine O'Malley's brother, Sean O'Malley, recorded it. And... Uh, the movie makers licensed it and used it at the end of the closing credits. Right. Yes. Uh, Very entertaining. If we, if that was we, a fun deal. If we put a snippet of that on the podcast, is that it creates? Is that a copyright? Is that copyright inf- infringement? If we were to use like ten right. seconds of it? No. Okay. I don't so think so. That, that would that uh, would no, not irritate fact, you. The, uh, the best version of it is Sean's version, um, which uh, you know you can get on it's, if you've got the DVD. His entire version of it is uh, is in the bonus offerings over the uh, word the wordplay photo gallery. Uh huh. Okay. You can hear his entire version of it and uh, awesome. All right. Well, we may we may draw a little snippet of it. Well, thank you so much, Vic. We really appreciate you hey, well, taking the time. I hope you guys uh, uh, have great success with your podcast. Thank you very well, much, and very I'm much. sure we'll be seeing you in Brooklyn in in March. Yeah, we okay, look forward yeah, to well, it. Make sure you introduce yourself to me and. Or, or, or I'll, I'll find you if you don't. So. Fantastic. We'll be the ones right. not doing very well. <laughs> Thanks Take so care. much, Vic. Right. So Bye-bye, Vic. 
Judge Vic Fleming. Yes. Not the director. Not director Vic Fleming. You told me we were interviewing director Vic Fleming. I'm sorry. I had this list of questions about The, the Wizard, Wizard of Oz, Oz and about it uh, was my Gone fault. with the Wind, and now we had to talk about crosswords instead. I'm very... I apologize. You should, and I have to say I'm thrilled. Vic Fleming was a delightful guest to have on our show. We now know how to beat up traffic ticket. Yeah, we can beat a traffic ticket. We now we know how to do ten laps around a a lane. What do you what do you do two laps or ten laps around uh, a field? A field, I believe a field. a field. And actually, we don't know how to beat a traffic ticket. Oh, we don't. No, he told us he doesn't have tips for that. We do know you're not supposed to plead guilty and then say you're not guilty, right? Because that is a, a conflict of ethics. I'm not exactly conflict sure. Conflict of something. It was definitely a conflict. Yes. of some sort. And. Uh, we learned other things. We've learned a lot. I'm going to have to listen to the show again to find out exactly what we learned. Because it was a tremendous amount of learning. It, it was. It was a lot more learning than I expected to be doing today. <laughs> <laughs> now, that sounds mean. It was fantastic. It, it was. was. It was It was absolutely delightful. So, my thanks to Vic Fleming. My thanks as well. And my thanks to Ian Fleming, although I haven't seen Quantum of Solace it's, yet. It's uh, not so great. No. You went with, the wi- with my wife I and went, your wife. I went with both the you wives. You went with both wives I while was... I stayed here feeling... Ill. Right. I, I played the part of you and me. How did that go? Well, I was like alternately grumpy and falling over stuff. Okay. I'm not sure which one of those is supposed well, to be me. that is for you to decide. Is it now? Yes. I'm going to have to think about that. Well, you go ahead and think about that. Uh, so we, uh, we, we're doing this every two weeks now? Or well, we're going to go I, back we, to the one-week format? What do, do you think? It, we we, we want to do it every uh, every week. Every I week. Think. You okay. were sick last weekend. I was. Now, what are you doing this uh, a week from now? We'll have just finished with the Thanksgiving right. holiday. I think we'll be back in town. Where are you going? We're going to Memphis. Oh, Okay, but I know that Monday, I'm busy. I'm usually I've been busy on Mondays lately. Yeah. This is very interesting for everybody. It's listening. thrilling. Uh, really, I just want to know: Are you going to be back in time to do a show next Sunday? Uh, I might. Should or we I'm, tell our viewers to stay on the edge of their seats? Wait, here's here's. Uh, if you let me finish, I'm not going to let you finish. Uh, I might be back in time on Sunday, but I will definitely have time on Monday. Okay. So uh, we may or may not do a show a week from now. I think we probably will. Um, but I'm going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm going to have a wonderful Thanksgiving also. Uh, and I'm. Uh, we'll talk about our Thanksgivings. I, I have to ask you something about, about Thanksgiving, but I'll do, do that you? off the air. You'll do that off the air? Yes. Great. I have to ask you a, a myriad of questions, <laughs> which I'll also save for off the air. That is... Uh, uh, Good. Are we off the air yet? I hope so. We're still on the air. Uh, How do you shut this thing off? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) Gobble, gobble, gobble.